Welcome to the very first episode of This Could Get Nerdy. I'm Sorrel. And I'm Jeff. And for our premiere episode, we are going to talk about the biggest movie ever, Avengers Endgame. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if, if you haven't seen the movie, warning, major spoilers ahead. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Everything will be spoiled. <laughs> yeah, so we don't want to be the ones responsible for ruining the movie for you, so please... If you haven't seen the movie, we're going to be talking about some major events. So if you haven't seen the movie and don't want to be spoiled, just bookmark this episode for later. Come back to it after you've watched it and let us know what you think. Um, but before we get to our big show, a big massive thank you and a major shout out to our friends at Modern Ink Tattoos in Mississauga for hooking us up with a sweet giveaway to celebrate our very first episode. Yeah, and they also uh, gave me my uh, first tattoo, my Spider-Man tattoo. Yeah, and it's amazing. And yes, it, it it's amazing. Yes, <laughs> would you say it's spectacular? Uh, no, I mean it's, it's amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, they hooked us up with a uh, with five, not even just one, five fifty dollars gift cards, and the winners for the giveaway are at Holly McCracken 25, at Jessica Spearing, at Not So Generic, at Moises Portillo 97, and at Here Is Vanessa. So congrats to those winners. We are going to contact you via Instagram DM. And if you didn't win this time, don't worry because we'll be doing a few more giveaways <laughs> in the future. Don't forget to follow Modern Ink Tattoos on Instagram and to see their portfolio of amazing artists and get some inspiration on your next or even first, like me, tattoo piece. Yeah, it's uh, it's really great. And I'm excited to get mine done, too. So I'm getting it done in the end of May. Cool. Yeah. Um, and now for our very first episode, here is Avengers Endgame. So again, this is your final warning. Uh, major spoilers ahead. We are going to be talking about some major plot details for this movie. So if you haven't seen this movie, I suggest to basically stop listening right now. And just run to the theater and go see this movie. Run to the theater, <laughs> go see it. I mean, it's not... If tickets like, are available, of course. I mean, it's you know, it's only going to take like, what, three hours of your time? No biggie. Yeah. So, uh, Jeff, do you want to let us know update on the box office uh yeah i'll give my recent report that's made over 1.2 billion worldwide yeah and that's for opening weekend that's not that's... like all like you know all over well it is all over it is all it's over not like well <laughs> to compare obviously captain marvel uh, hit one point or one billion within its like first week or first two weeks so for avengers endgame i mean we're not really surprised at how well it's doing no, definitely not. And it's just going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I are the theaters that we know so far are adding just more more and more shows each time, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So our Avengers movie experience was a lot different from some people. So we didn't watch it on the Thursday night. We actually watched it on a nice Saturday afternoon, right? A nice relaxing Saturday afternoon. Not only that, but it was in VIP as mm. well. Yeah. So if you guys aren't familiar with VIP... um. The theater that we go to in Canada is Cineplex. So they have this kind of luxury movie going experience. It's a little bit fancy. If you're feeling fancy. Yeah. Or if you're, you know, just you don't want kids around you because it's 19 plus. That's that's honestly the big appeal is no kids. Because I <laughs> yeah. feel like we've learned our lesson before with like these movies and kids. And so it's not that like we hate kids or anything. It's just that like. This is a movie. Well, this is three hours, right? Yeah. This is a movie where you really just need to kind of soak up exactly everything that's happening. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and we didn't even watch it on opening night. We just watched it on like a Saturday afternoon, and we were we were fine. We managed to avoid spoilers for the most part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, or at least how I did. Well, I. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. What are we talking about here? Did you? <laughs> no, because like, let me tell you, this movie has been stressing me out since. Like, not even since pre-sale, but since, like, the day after Infinity War. <laughs> I was just like, well, what am I going to do now? What is going to happen? So this movie has constantly stressed. And it's the cast has made it worse because all they talk about is how much they've cried. 
So I'm an easy crier. So I'm you are an easy crier. That is <laughs> I just I just want to know what what happened. So right. yeah, whatever. I am the type of person that goes <laughs> and looks at like spoilers because I want to prepare myself, right? But things that I've read is obviously different from how it plays out on screen. But also, yes, I am a person who reads spoilers, like whatever. I'm garbage, I'm trash. You are being judged right now. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's but so... at least I'm not, like, a person who reads spoilers and then shares it with everybody. No, no, of course. Like, if anyone asks, like, I actually tell them, like, are you sure? Are you sure you want me to spoil this movie for you? Yeah. Like, I I get to the point where I make them, like, sign a written consent, basically, because I'm like, I'm not going to be the reason why this movie is ruined for you. Right, exactly. Right? So, I mean, yes, whatever. I... <laughs> Look, like for me, I sort of understand where you're coming from sometimes when you read spoilers. Because I feel like there are certain movies where like it definitely kind of helps when you like, you know, when you go in, like you sort of know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I feel it kind of it helps you kind of understand, you know, get yourself ready for what you're you know, in for. Mm-hmm. Well, it, the the type of like movies that I'll well, I mean, I read spoilers for every type of movie but the ones that i like reading the spoilers about most is horror movies yeah like horror movies are like certain weird movies with a lot of handshaking yeah i need to know i need to know exactly what i should be preparing myself for so yeah i mean i did read the avengers spoilers but i did not share it with anybody so thank you that is that so i'm garbage but i am not sharing that garbage with (laughs) not saying that avengers is garbage it is not um but yeah, so you know, we've we've kind of prepared ourselves three hours. Jeff, your thoughts on the three hour movie? Uh, it was a three hour movie, <laughs> but I liked it a lot. Yeah, and it did not feel like a three hour movie. Mm-hmm. So before we get to our thoughts, we are going to try as best as we can to sum up this three hour movie for you. All right, so to sum up this movie as I guess quickly and cleanly as we can. Uh, It takes place right after the events of Infinity War, where Thanos wins and our heroes have been defeated. Captain Marvel saves Tony and Nebula after being stranded in space, and all the remaining Avengers come up with a plan to go after Thanos to get the Infinity Stones and bring everyone back. However, when they confront Thanos, it turns out he has already destroyed the stones, so Thor cuts his head off. And then the movie suddenly jumps ahead... (laughs) Five years where Ant-Man returns from the Quantum Realm and the Avengers come up with a new plan to use the Quantum Realm to go back in time and take the Infinity Stones so they can bring everyone back. All right. And then Act 2. Once in the Quantum Realm, the Avengers divide up into teams to collect the six Infinity Stones, which is space, mind, time, power, soul, and reality. Once they've collected the stones, they return back to the present where Tony creates his own version of the gauntlet. Hulk wears the gauntlet, snaps his fingers, but damages his arm in the process. Yes, the snap works, but the Avengers headquarters is destroyed when Nebula opens the portal to bring past Thanos into the present. Thanos wants to use the stones again to defeat the Avengers. A portal opens, though, and out comes the rest of the Avengers who've come back from being dusted and some other people to help them fight Thanos and his massive army. Thanos gets that gauntlet from the Avengers and snaps his fingers, but nothing happens. Tony reveals he took the stones before Thanos got the gauntlet and sacrifices himself to defeat Thanos. Thanos and his army all get decimated, and the Avengers win. The remaining Avengers hold a funeral for Tony, and Steve returns all the stones back to their current timelines, but does not come back right away. He comes back to the present, but as an old man, and reveals that he stayed in 1970 with Peggy, and they finally have that dance. Yeah, we wish that we summed it up as best as Louis Louise probably could from Ant-Man. <laughs> I've been so much better. <laughs> but you're kind of stuck with the two of us. So. <laughs> yeah, without like videos, it would be sort of weird, but... <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I kind of wish that as part of like their fan service thing that they did that. Um, they got Louis to just kind of sum everything up. <laughs> it really would have helped with some parts. Yeah, that would have been awesome for sure. So Jeff, from the movie... Were your theories right about what you thought was going to happen versus what actually happened? Uh, I feel like I feel like some of them were. Uh, some of them definitely weren't. Um, obviously, I think from some of the leaked set photos, you kind of get an idea that, okay, so looks like they're going to go back in time to that battle in New York, right? And from with the ob- very first Avengers. Movie. Yeah, exactly. 
And like with um, the way Ant-Man and Wasp ended with um, obviously Ant-Man being stuck in the quantum realm. And we know how the quantum realm works. So you have to figure that, you know, might come into it somewhere where they'll be able to like time travel and maybe collect all the stones, right? Mm -hmm. So that they can, you know, form their own gauntlet and defeat Thanos or something like that. Well, the thing is, like, I didn't expect, like, I guess, present timeline Thanos to die within, like, the first 10 minutes. Yeah, no, that was very, that was really surprising for me. I was not, yeah. (laughs) The Thanos that we saw basically from that act onwards was actually past Thanos, um, who hadn't really collected the stones yet, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Did you, like, were you expecting... So the characters who did die were Black Widow and Tony Stark from the original six Avengers. Yeah. Did you predict that or did you think it was going to go some other way? So for for Iron Man, I thought I, I definitely thought they were going to kill him off. Um, it, it just it made sense. Right. Like he kind of, he started like he started this whole like Infinity Saga. It made sense for him to like, you know, sacrifice himself to save everyone. Mm hmm. Um, and I, you know, I definitely, I liked that That's what they did with his, his character. Yeah. I mean, obviously I was very much in, in denial when I read the spoilers. I'm like, Tony dies. No, like, he can't no. die. <laughs> because he is, but then, yeah, again, when you look at the overarching thing of it, um, Tony was the one who started this. Whole, yeah. He started the whole saga, Yeah, you know, and he, he's grown so much as a person as well. And, I think for him kind of sacrificing himself for the greater good, um, it's it's totally different from even like not even Iron Man one Tony Stark, but even like Avengers one Tony Stark. Right? Yeah, exactly. So he's he's changed and grown so much. Um, Black Widow, were you surprised about that death? Uh, Black uh, Black Widow, I was surprised. I didn't I didn't see that one coming, <laughs> especially since they recently announced that uh, Black Widow movie. Yeah, I wonder what but, they're going to do with that one then. But yeah, I guess so now just definitely confirms that it will be a prequel. <laughs> do you think that it's still going to be Scarlett Johansson? Or do you think... Because every time... I, I mean, obviously, they're bound to secrecy. Right? right. So she can't even say anything about the Black Widow movie. Because I think she's kind of played dumb with it. She said, oh, I didn't even know that there was a movie. Like, do you think yeah, like, no. Scarlett Johansson is going to come back? Or do you think that they might recast younger... Like a younger person for, for that role? Uh, I'm pretty sure she's gonna come back. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I mean, they might have obviously younger versions of her. Yeah. But well, you know, what about um our thoughts on how Captain America? I thought Captain America was gonna die. I honestly thought that it was gonna be Tony Stark and Captain America because everyone yeah. else, it's just like Thor has you know other movies coming up. There's someone hinted that he was gonna be somewhat of a member of guardians of the galaxy oh man you can get to that later (laughs) um but yeah your thoughts on captain america's kind of goodbye uh i I liked it a lot um i feel like you know they've definitely been setting this up with him and like peggy forever Mm -hmm. and was introducing time travel finally it it gave him the opportunity to get like the ending that you know he deserves Mm -hmm. Well, do you remember in that support uh, support group scene that he was in? He was telling everyone that it's really just best to move on, right? Yeah. And it's funny because he doesn't really follow his own advice because throughout all of these movies, the one thing that he hasn't re- really been able to truly do is move on. Yeah. Right? And um, I think even feeling the loss of when Peggy died in, um, was it Winter Soldier or was it Civil War? I think it was Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So when he, when she died, you know, he kind of thought that he had missed his chance to get his dance with Peggy, and then you know, again, the introduction of time travel. He's like, "Wow, I can I can go back in time and and you know, be with my girl." Yeah, exactly, and finally get that dance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it was it was very sweet, right? Uh, how did you feel about him passing the mantle to Sam? Um, I, I mean, at first for me, obviously, I kind of wanted it to be Bucky, but the more you think, it, the more I think about it, I, I kind of, it makes sense, mm-hmm. I guess, because like for Bucky, obviously, before all this, he was like an international like terrorist, essentially, with what he was doing, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, obviously, his public image isn't the greatest compared to, say, Sam Wilson, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah, whereas where Sam Wilson's always kind of been that all-American. Exactly, right? yeah. And I think for Bucky, I think Bucky, because he's, like, such good friends with uh, Steve, I think for him it made sense to kind of pass that mantle to someone else. So at least he can redeem himself as, um, as the Winter Soldier or as – I think he's called the White Tiger by – um, by Sherry and the other Wakandans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this movie actually did predict a theory that everyone had because in the trailer, you can tell by Scarlett Johansson's hair, right? Yeah, once you saw that hair, something's up. There's no way. <laughs> like within two days, it's like her hair is long or her hair is like short, blonde, and then all of a sudden it's like red and blonde ombre yeah exactly there's there's something going on here yeah so there was a time job which was actually five years your thoughts on that uh so when that happened i mean obviously i was already surprised by the thanos beheading Mm -hmm. but then we get like you know like cuts to black like title card five years later and it's like within like the first 20 minutes it's like what's happening Mm -hmm. (laughs) right i was not expecting that at all yeah no i mean i thought i liked that they did that but i kind of obviously it's a three-hour movie right so they can't add any more scenes yeah but i kind of wish they did like at least some sort of montage to see how everyone not just the avengers but the entire world kind of was able to get back into some sort of normalcy after those five years yeah definitely because that's kind of the big thing like obviously you think about it so it's like half of like all living life Mm -hmm. like you'd some there has to be some sort of major ramifications to like who like gets dusted right yeah and i'm assuming that climate change is also a thing in the marvel world so like wouldn't well that's probably a positive right like wouldn't things (laughs) i don't know like how would things really be affected right yeah that's probably a positive right losing so many people and so many but then of course you deal with the other problem of when they all come back Mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> yeah well i don't think when you think about it it's like five years is a long time but at the same time it isn't that long mm-hmm. um you know to kind of get back into the swing of things after half of the world does eventually come back yeah um well how about your thoughts on on hawkeye uh obviously losing his family in the beginning of the movie and then becoming a like murderous assassin yeah oh yeah yeah once you saw that, that first scene you kind of like you know he was just like with his daughter and stuff and his kids were there and his wife you knew like something something bad was probably gonna happen here yeah and uh you know it, it was definitely definitely it was a good way it's a great way to open the movie but it was definitely like you know <laughs> listen i don't care what anybody says everyone says disney is the happiest place on earth when oh. you come to, when it comes to movies i mean with up and with Infinity War and with this movie, no, there is no happiness that, you know, is happening right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So they, it wasn't really confirmed, but in the comics, Clint Barton's version of Hawkeye eventually does become a character called Ronan. Yeah. So do you think that that's who he became? Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of a thing where, like, they sort of, like, they kind of reference without actually like naming him, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like obviously he has like attributes and stuff, and he looks sort of similar to that in the comics, but they're not like outright calling him that. So, are we saying that in the comics, Clint is also going through a sexy midlife crisis phase <laughs> with the tattoos and the mohawk? <laughs> well, that's I, I haven't read that comic yet. Like honestly, from that from the trailer when we saw when we saw him leaning against the door and he had like sleeve tattoos. Yeah, of course he had to le- like lean like that. I'm like, whoa, Jeremy <laughs> Renner at me. <laughs> um, so he went through a kind of sexy makeover. Someone who did not was Thor. Ugh. Terrible. Your thoughts on I did. I did not like what they did with Thor. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're like, if you're a real fan of like Thor the character, I don't know. I feel like this this was like rough for you. Yeah. Because like the way they've like treated his character over the movies, over like the last couple movies, and they're just, like the way they've been like dumbing him down more and more, and he's just become such like a punchline to like everything. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know. I, I just found it so disappointing. Yeah. Like I understand there's certain aspects. And there's certain times where you do have to like depower him, because like at the end of Infinity War, yeah, he, he was a badass entrance. Yeah, he was way too powerful after that. Like <laughs> when he showed up there, like with Stormbreaker. 
But I think for him, it was a good kind of reality check, too. Because yeah. even, even in the first Thor movie, you know, he was always known as, like, the heir to the throne. He was always known as the heir to the Asgardian throne. And there was a sense of kind of cockiness mm-hmm. to him, right? Because he's like, I'm going to do this, right? And he does get a reality check in that first movie and then kind of redeems himself again. But then it becomes a thing where... You know, he loses his eye in Ragnarok and loses Mjolnir, but then he really becomes the god of thunder in Thor Ragnarok. So all of a sudden he's kind of thinking, oh, I'm this all-powerful being again. So I think for him, it was a bit of a reality check, and it was really great to kind of see the guilt that he carried, right? Considering that for the longest time he he thought that he was going to be the one to defeat Thanos. Yeah. And then he didn't. And then he lost all of his friends in the process. Yeah. And kind of taking on that guilt, like, you know, it's my fault that this happened. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously still not a fan that he looked like the dude from Big Lebowski. It was so, it was so, I don't know, just the effects, just the way they, it was so, uh, he looked like, like, um, Tim Allen in like midway through oh, him turning into, <laughs> turning into Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> um, but it's so because we watched it in VIP, it's a, it's a big theater, but it's a smaller quantity of people because the seats are big. So not a lot of people were really emoting in the movie, except for, you know, the scenes with Thor when he turned around and then you saw his beer gut and then you hear the theater go, oh, oh. <laughs> these five years has not been kind on him. <laughs> no, Um I was happy, though, that within that scene, we did see Valkyrie. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. So um, it was really good that it was really good to know that she survived because after Ragnarok, she wasn't there in Infinity War. So we were kind of wondering what up. Yeah, exactly. Right? We're very much up in the air like. <laughs> but Korg and Meek were also there from Ragnarok as well. Yeah, that was cool. And uh, what were they doing there? Ugh, they were playing Fortnite. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> so five years from now. Fortnite and dabbing are still a thing. Oh yes, dabbing. Because who who dabbed? The Hulk, or like no, it's not even the Hulk. It's Bruce Banner. Yeah, Hulk. Yeah, which was yeah. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Please tell tell me about that scene. <laughs> if you're still listening to this in 2023, like if dabbing and Fortnite are still a thing, I'm sorry in advance. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we didn't see Hulk. Um, hulking out in Infinity War except for the big opening scene so the entire time it was just Bruce Banner but this time within that sort of five year gap Bruce Banner and Hulk merged into one being so it had the brain and personality of Bruce but it had the physical appearance of Hulk they never confirmed if it was Professor Hulk Jeff is yeah so like again that's another thing with like Ronan right where it's like Obviously, he's similar to Professor Hulk, but they never, like, outright say it. And I found that the effects for that were really weird, too, right? Yeah, like, it was throwing me off. Like, I was, because, like, it looked good, but, like, it looked, like, too good, almost. Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, am I, is this real, or what am I looking at? Yeah. It had that, like, weird kind of uncanny valley thing. (laughs) But another thing that bugged me, too, is how he also kind of became, like, a running gag joke. Um, especially in like the diner scene when like kids wanted to take a picture of him and then he started dabbing. That well, that's so how he relate. He's relating to the children, right? I guess, <laughs> but still. Just... Cause that's what he thinks the kids do. Which I mean, I think it's, <laughs> I think that's the dorky part of Bruce yeah. Banner. Yeah. Right. Can, like obviously Bruce Banner, he's such a lovable nerd that like, of course he wants to relate to kids because he doesn't want people to be scared of the Hulk anymore. So I get that, but still it's, dabbing not, it's not cool five years from now please <laughs> and uh, why does no one want to take a picture with ant-man yeah that w- i would take a picture with ant-man exactly i would totally take a picture with paul rudd right? yeah me too i would definitely take a picture with paul rudd so um if anyone knows paul rudd personally can you send him this episode or better yet our instagram handles <laughs> we would definitely love to take several selfies with him <laughs> uh speaking of paul rudd he was kind of Almost one of the big stars of this movie. He was. I was I was really happy about that. Especially since, you know, he wasn't in Infinity War, so to finally like see him kinda, you know, get the center stage with all like with all the major players, you know, Iron Man and Captain America. Mm-hmm. It was really nice to see. 
Yeah, and um, he there was a really good kind of acting moment for Paul Rudd with uh, him seeing Cassie five years after. Yeah, that was that was hard to watch. Oh yeah, just just imagine like obviously he was so like you know scared about you know is his got is his daughter like still around? What happened? You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, well, because for him, five years in the quantum realm. I mean, five years in the real world was actually five hours in the quantum realm. Yeah. Right. So for him, he doesn't really he never really knew what happened. Yeah, exactly. Until he was kind of filled in. Um, moving within the quantum realm discussion with the time heist, uh, we saw a ton of cameos of the past MCU people. Yeah, so this had to be like, this, I mean, the whole like <laughs> after the after the first hour, the rest, the last two hours, it was just all like fun, like fan service. Mm-hmm. But like this stuff was like really fun where they would like you know jump back into all the previous movies. And you kind of see like all these like different um, people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we saw Loki twice, and Loki's a fan favorite for um, a lot of Marvel fans. Uh, so we saw him in Battle of New York. Um, yeah, after he just got his ass handed to him by the Hulk, <laughs> um, and then captured. But this timeline changes a bit because they actually screw up getting the uh, Space Stone. And then Loki escapes with it. So what is that going to mean for his upcoming Disney show? Are they going to do a prequel like people had thought? Or are they going to do something where he goes back, he goes into that timeline of him actually escaping from the Battle of New York? Yeah, so you have have to assume that they're going to probably bring this up at some point during the show. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I hope it's not just a, a prequel. Um... Another favorite part was the <laughs> America's Ass that was the best part. version or um, <laughs> scene. So to kind of sum it up, um, you know, Iron President Tony Stark is looking at the aftermath of the Battle of New York, and Steve's there wearing his Captain America, his very first Captain America suit, and Steve makes a con- or Tony makes a st- uh, yeah. comment that. That is not that that suit isn't doing anything for his butt, and <laughs> Ant Man responds with, "That's America's ass." <laughs> um, that was so good. It was like a nice kind of like funny, lighthearted yeah, no, scene exactly. to put in. So um, that was just really great, and I like that Chris Evans also or Steve also referenced that after him and past Captain America get into their fight, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you think about their fight sequence, by the way? um the cap cap one yeah i mean that was that was cool yeah i like the the, the clanging of the shields. yeah the two shields cool. um they also referenced that really great scene from winter soldier that elevator scene oh yeah yeah so we got brock rumlow and jasper sitwell to come back and this is actually kind of a small reference to a storyline in the comics right where Captain America does become yeah, so it's of kind of it. kind of a little sort of reference to an unfortunate uh, comic storyline where Captain America was an undercover Hydra agent, <laughs> mm-hmm. but obviously he's not a real life Hydra agent, so we sh- we don't have to worry about that. Um, moving on to the scene in Asgard and um, the scene with Shield HQ in 1970, there were. A lot of good, like, mother-son moments and father-son moments with Frigga and Thor and Howard and Tony, right? Yeah, I, I really like those scenes. They're really, you know, touching. It's nice. See those scenes with, like, you know, the kid and their parents, kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, it helped, it helped Thor kind of um, grow up a little bit more, right? Or even kind of mature and move, move past his grief and guilt. Yeah, exactly. Right? And then with Tony, especially now having a kid of his own, it was really good to kind of see his dad in a different light, seeing that he's always kind of seen his dad as a bit of like a strict guy. To yeah. Him, right. Um, and like so many cameos. We actually had like one second of Natalie Portman. That was a that was a weird cameo. Yeah, like she was just like lying down and she like gets up. It was, like, yeah, it was yeah, it was very weird. It's not even like a it's not even like a speaking role. It's just like it was just there, just um, there collecting a paycheck. Well, you know what the the scene that I really liked too, and the scene that I thought was really funny was with Peter Quill. Um, oh yeah, because in the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously music is playing overhead, so you're kind of dancing along to it, not really realizing that obviously he's listening to it on his earphones. Yeah. 
And when you're looking at it from an outsider perspective, you just look at this like lovable dork just kind of <laughs> dancing around in this planet. Yeah, and singing to himself. <laughs> um, what were your thoughts on past Nebula and present Nebula kind of meeting? Right, and then yeah, like, that was uh, past. So, yeah, this is yeah, like the whole the whole Nebula thing for me is like weird because it's like. So for that, like for that mission, she like she knows already, right? That like Thanos and like her past self are like there also searching for the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think maybe she wasn't the right person to like send to that place? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but then it's just like, where else would she have otherwise been kind of useful? Right, right. Is she, she, she? Out of her and Rocket, she's kind of the one who knew everything really well as well. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um. So I think she wanted to time it so that Thanos and his army weren't in Morag yet, mm-hmm. but enough that Quill was there to be able to open up the that temple. Right. Yeah. Um. It was really good to see Nebula again. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Gamora. Gamora. Again. Yeah, considering she was definitely dead. <laughs> she was very dead. In, in, well, and she is te- technically dead now, right? Well, yeah, she's still she's still dead. Like, present Gamora is definitely dead. So now it's yeah. past Gamora, who has no recollection recollection of Guardians 1 and Guardians 2. Yeah, she doesn't know who the Guardians are. She doesn't know, you know, who Star-Lord is and <laughs> Which is what like that really whole sad. relationship. I know. So I feel like maybe that's, you know, what, what the next uh, Guardians movie is going to be. Well, they did where, mention that it was going to be Gamora centric. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, yeah, obviously Star Lord, you know, searching for, you know, that Gamora and maybe trying to win her back or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now let's talk about the big battle. And this is like oh my God, yes. the final battle. Um, your thoughts on it? It was huge. Right? That was amazing. That was like every like comic book fan, superhero fans like dream. I don't like using the word, but I feel like I can use the word. It don't was definitely it. very epic. Ah, <laughs> you did it. Why? <laughs> like I don't like using the word. I know, like, I know. It's, it's and I only only use it ever like ironically. But I mean, of yeah. Come on, I think this that scene definitely earned epic. It was large in scale. Yeah. <laughs> um. It was a really cool moment, too, because it alluded to it in Avengers Age of Ultron during that party scene where everyone was kind of drinking and then seeing if they could lift up Mjolnir, which is Thor's hammer. Yeah. And no one can do it. And then Steve tries to do it and you just see it nudge. Yeah, a little little little. wiggle. (laughs) And then you see Thor have like a mini heart attack. (laughs) And in this movie, he finally holds it. Ah, uh, I know, it's so cool. And my favorite part is Thor is just like, yeah, I knew <laughs> it. I knew you were worthy. Which is hilarious because, like, it just, it, it shows that kind of, like, lovable, dorky part of Thor. Yeah. Um, But that was such a great scene. Yeah. Right? And I, I think it. it's one that fans have secretly been, like, wanting to see as well. Definitely. Right? Um, there was also the funny moment with Captain America holding Stormbreaker and Thor actually taking it from his hand and be like, no, no, you get the small one. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. He's like, my ego is shot. I don't really need it to be shot even more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, all of the heroes came back. That was, yeah, that was just so awesome. Just, yeah. like, once the portals, like, started opening and everyone started, like, first, like, Black Panther and, like, and just everyone started showing up. Like, tears. Tears in my eye. This is at the point where it's just, like, I couldn't even stop the tears anymore. I was just, like, I don't need tissue. I'm just going to let them fall. It was going down my neck. It was emotional. It was amazing. Yeah, right? no, that had to be. That was, like, one of my, like, favorite moments of, like, anything. <laughs> it was just to kind of see all of them, like, lined up. Yeah, exactly. Right? It, it, it plays out exactly, like, how you would read it in a comic book. Right. And then again, it's one of those things where people have been waiting for it for so long where Steve finally says, Avengers assemble. Uh, and then chills. Yeah. Right. It was so good. Uh, so that was like, obviously, that was really great. And then just to kind of see everyone come back, the the Tony and Peter like reunion, that was great. I know that you don't like her, but like Gwyneth Paltrow wearing <sighs> like an Iron Man 
esque type suit. Yeah. And then both of them like up in the air and like fighting together, like side by side. I thought that was pretty great. No, it was, it was cool. I was, I was, you know, I was able to, I guess, kind of ignore how I feel about her for a little bit and just, you know, accept a moment for how awesome it was. And then the thing that made me cry even more, but like this is like very, very happy feminist tears, was the all girl hero fight. Right. So this is the this is the scene where Captain Marvel comes back and she's rocking her short hair kind of similar to the current run. And Peter Parker sees her and says, like, you know, I don't know if you can take all of them. Right. Which is Thanos's army. And then Okoye comes in and says, don't worry, she's got help. And then all of a sudden, all (laughs) of the badass female heroes start coming into the shot one by one you know you see the wasp and you see valkyrie and gamora and nebula and it's just it's so emotional and it's so beautiful and a part of me like watching it i was just like black widow is looking like down at you guys right now and just is saying how proud she is yeah Right. It was, it was such a great moment. And to see Scarlet Witch come back too. Yeah, oh, I love that. The scene like Scarlet Witch, like just kind of like handle Thanos for a bit. Mm-hmm. That was so awesome. Yeah, because you know what? Like, I think out of all of the current Avengers right now in the roster, she's definitely got um a lot of power that like she's, she's yeah, she's definitely up there. Yeah. Like she's definitely one of those people who they have they they had to depower her. But Mm -hmm. they finally kind of gave her a moment to shine. Which is great because I've always been so interested in in her powers and her abilities and just the way that she – it's really a cool dance of how she does it too. Yeah, no, exactly. Maybe Um, we'll see some more of that in WandaVision. (laughs) Are are you going to watch it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will. (laughs) Who am I kidding? Um, And then everything just kind of – accumulates into that very last part where Thanos thinks he's one again and we all think he's one again and then it turns with a slight trick of hand Tony collects all of the stones and then sacrifices himself and snaps all of Thanos and his army right so you get to see Thanos and his army including the Black Order decimate right yeah that was really cool and it was it was it was satisfying yeah definitely just seeing them like when like thanos like he sees what's going on and he's like accepting defeat and he just sits down and Mm -hmm. just he's done fades away um we had very emotional goodbyes between tony and roadie and then tony and peter which Honestly, the more if I talk about it as much, I'm probably going to start crying because <laughs> just the part when Tony or uh, when Peter goes, Mr. Stark, we've won. And I'm just like, you you always forget that, like that Peter Parker, Spider-Man, he's just a kid. Yeah. Right. And he's experiencing a loss of a father figure again for the second time. Right. So that's really hard to watch. Right. And then yeah, it was. the the goodbye scene with him and Pepper, that was also really hard too. Yeah. Right. Um, but they, you know, paid tribute to it really well. And they gave him a really sweet and beautiful funeral with all of the Avengers, um, there to kind of honor him, including Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Yeah. Right. Who didn't. Yeah. So they didn't show up in, um, the final battle, but it was really good to kind of see Nick Fury. And I like that he was kind of the last person that they showed yeah. at the funeral. Yeah, because he was kind of the first person to sort of bring him into the whole Avenger thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Did you also notice um, that ki- that kid in the background just before Nick Fury? Yeah, I was like, who? when I saw it, I was like, who was that guy? So that's actually um, Harvey or Harley Keener. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was the little kid in Iron Man 3. And it's the same actor. Oh, that's so if, cool, really? If you've seen him before, he was in Jurassic World, Ooh. I think. So <laughs> um, it was really good. And it was really sweet for them to bring him back, right? To kind of show the impact that Tony's made on not just the Avengers' lives, but other people's lives as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. The random people he's kind of run into over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't even end there. It ends with... Captain America getting his version of a happy ending and staying in the past in 1970 with Peggy. Uh, 
does this mean that there's two Captain Americas now? Because technically in 1970, Captain America was still frozen. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like my kind of understanding, I guess, of the way this whole time travel works um, is basically the way. So he goes back in time, right? Mm -hmm. When he goes to return all the Infinity Stones. Mm -hmm. So, um, oh, I guess, I mean, if I can backtrack for a bit, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) If I can. Um, So obviously, like when, um, when, you know, when Banner, right, and is talking to uh, the Ancient One Mm -hmm. in uh, New York, and she mentions how, like, when all the Infinity Stones are together, it kind of, like, creates, like, a normal, like, linear, like, flow of things. Right. But when you, like, remove one, it kind of, like, branches off things into different realities. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, then Banner says, okay, but then if we, like, you know, return the stones back to where we took them, then that kind of gets rid of the, um, like, the branching realities and everything Comes goes back, back to normal, linear, right? Yeah. So, it's, like... Basically, when he goes back, right, he returns all the stones. So I guess you could probably imagine, like, right after, like, Banner, like, takes the uh, time stone mm-hmm. from uh, the ancient one, Captain America probably didn't show up, like, a minute later to give it back to her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because time, there's, like, time doesn't really exist in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. Or it's not really, like, a, there's no rules for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so basically, um, what, what was what's happening is... So Captain America, when he goes back into the past and obviously throughout all this time, like the past Captain America, he was, you know, in ice. Mm -hmm. Right. So basically during this time, Captain America kind of just like lay low with Peggy. Right. You know, have their kind of their kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then obviously once Captain America does come out of the ice. Like, he experiences everything for all the Avengers movies, all his movies, right? Mm -hmm. And then that guy ends up going back into the past, right? To just basically repeat. Because it's the same same person, right? It's like a thing where, like, his... um, Jeez, how would I describe it? (laughs) It gets so confusing. Because, like, for, like, obviously for time travel and stuff, it, it doesn't... This movie does not, like, follow kind of the normal... Oh, like the like, rules from Back to the Future. The normal right? rules yeah, that we're right. used to, where it's like, obviously, you know, if you, you know, change something, like, in the past, it will, like, immediately, like, affect something in, like, your present or something. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, it's like you kill your, like, you know, your grandfather or something, like, they'll cease to exist. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because even in um, the final battle, like, present Nebula killed past Nebula. But wouldn't that imply that present Nebula would no longer exist because past Nebula... But then you have to remember no, she's because, a cyborg, so her rules, yeah, the yeah, time yeah. travel rules don't really apply to her. Yeah, yeah, because I, yeah, I, have, I have the quote here that Banner says. Um, when he was explaining, like, time travel, like, earlier, and he was saying that, so basically, if you travel to the past, so that past becomes your future, and your former present becomes the past, which can't now be changed by your new future. Well, if anyone solves so, that, <laughs> <laughs> we might have a giveaway for you. <laughs> um yeah, I think that's that's where it gets really convoluted, and it gets to the point where maybe overthinking it should not be how we. Yeah, no, because like once you start like looking at some of the rules, like if you want, you can like nitpick this movie to death, right? But like for this kind of thing, it's something where you know I I was definitely able to sort of just suspend my you know disbelief and just kind of enjoy you know enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. Not like Neil deGrasse Tyson is probably coming up with a Twitter storm right now about <laughs> how time travel works. We do still love you, Neil uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, but yeah, I, I was always I was kind of wondering, I'm like, what does this mean for you know for for Captain America, right? But yeah. I guess yeah, I guess the way you explained it did did make sense. Yeah, because everything like he experienced, it was that was that was his reality, right? Yeah. So, like, he did, he still went through everything, mm-hmm. right? And, like, his, obviously, you know, his current self ended up there and then aged out to current day. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about the aging of Captain America? I thought uh, it was really yeah. good. It looked really good. I liked it. Yeah, a little bit, like, Clint Eastwoody. I know. Well, yeah, that, that's not, as far as old guys go, he's not my go-to <laughs> there. But, yeah, he looked. <laughs> okay, well, as far as old guys go, who is your go-to? <laughs> uh, that, that's, that'll be for another podcast, I guess. We can talk about who Bernie just. Bernie Sanders. Ooh, oh, imagine. I... <laughs> See, now my favorite new reality is because Bernie Sanders is from New York. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing if Bernie Sanders, like, <laughs> she was present, and Steve Rogers grew up together and they became like best friends, and then Steve Rogers was like, "Hey, I'll be your running mate." 
Oh God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be America's America. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so my question too, it's not so much with the time travel part, but because it is five years later, it is five years after the decimation, what are we thinking happened with the snapped Avengers? You know, what, what are they going to do with the five years that they missed? Yeah. Like, uh, so Peter Parker ended up going back to school and then saw Ned, yeah. his best friend, which I guess for me would imply like, does that mean that Ned also was snapped? And- yeah. So I think it's going to just be one of those situations where it's like a crazy coincidence where basically like Peter and like everyone in his kind of like inner circle, they all snapped. Right. <laughs> and then they all obviously just came back. Yeah, because it's going to be weird for he's what, like a like a sophomore or like a senior when he gets snapped. So maybe like, like 15, 16 and he's like 20 years old going to high school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Well, that's m- incredibly convenient for Peter. But also that <laughs> sucks. Right? Imagine just being like a 15 year old and be like, dude, I survived this thing. I came back. And then he's like, oh, now I have to go back to school. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, at least he has all his, you know, all his friends also there with him. So Yeah. Well, speaking of Peter Parker, what what do we think is going to happen with Far From Home? Right? Because there's been so many theories before Endgame came out that we don't really know what Far From Home is about now. Right? Not yeah. really. Well, like, it, I mean, well, it it's definitely place? after now. Mm-hmm. I know before there was some sort, there was like, some rumors about it. There's no way Marvel could do this, but like if they like made Far From Home basically be like before the snap. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's no way they could have done that though. They couldn't pull that off because that would be so like people would riot. Well, I mean, if, if you, it like yeah, so if, if it ended like literally with say you know Peter and like Ned getting on that bus be from Infinity War, really like no, there's no way they could do that though because people would riot because then like so. What does that really, what does that mean for like, you know? Well, I think, I I don't think it's going to happen. I think that's really a long shot of theory of how Far From Home is going to play out. I definitely do think it is going to be post Endgame. Yeah, no, it, it, it like 99, 100% should be. <laughs> um, especially because when you look at the trailer, Happy Hogan shows up and he makes a mention that, you know, he he's kind of in this by himself. Yeah. Right. And he even even uh, Peter Parker is hesitant to wear the suit. Yeah. Right. So um, that might also imply that, yeah, he's he's kind of mourning the loss of Tony Stark. And um, the pictures that we saw from Entertainment Weekly with Peter Parker and Mysterio shaking hands. Right. It <laughs> might imply that, like, Peter might be looking for, like, another dad figure. Yeah. Right? Might and be- who better than Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's really cool to finally see him in a Marvel movie. Oh yeah, I know. I've I've been a, a fan of his work for a while now. Well, more to come in the Far From Home podcast, right? <laughs> um so Jeff, because you're the kind of bigger comic book fan out of the both of us, aside from the Hail Hydra part, um, were there any scenes that paid homage to certain comic book storylines? I mean, we mentioned obviously some with like say Ronin or like Professor Hulk. There's also kind of like smaller ones, like um, like when uh, Hulk, I guess, is kind of holding up all the uh, debris um, of the Avengers HQ. Mm-hmm. Sort of very similar to um, that cover in uh, Secret Wars number four, where uh, the Hulk is kind of like holding up that like mountain, mm-hmm. and like all the uh, all the heroes are under him. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as um, I think uh, War Machine makes a reference to um, well, why don't we uh, go back in time and kill Thanos as a baby? Right? I mean, that seemed like a good idea. Um, but they also kind of explored that in uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider as well. Hmm, cool. Was that with War Machine as well, or is that something No, else? That, was, that was just Cosmic Ghost Rider being a Joker trying to go back in time and kill a baby. <laughs> so, obviously, you know, Infinity War, or like the Infinity Saga MCU, is very still very different from the Marvel Comics part. Which yep. characters... Which key characters were kind of missing in the saga that you kind of wish were there, right? Because I know someone had mentioned, like, Fantastic Four being there. Like, were they key members of the Infinity storyline in the comics? Uh, well, I mean, in, like, in the Infinity Gauntlet story, mm-hmm. um, 
they definitely have like they have you know the x-men as well as um i mean they have all the all the major players really for that fantastic four like galactus um all the different celestials Mm -hmm. um so now with the infinity it's infinity saga isn't done yet because the very last movie of phase three is far from home but what do we think is going to be next for the future of MCU? Like what other storylines or big villains could they possibly bring to the big screen? Or would you want to see bring to the big screen? Um, I mean, I know, I mean, besides obviously getting, you know, the fantastic four finally into it and finally having like a real, uh, a real doom (laughs) as opposed to what we got in the last fantastic four movie. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, do you think some people had said like, oh, it'd be cool to bring Galactus in? Yeah, I mean, Galactus would be cool. I mean, obviously, now they can slowly sort of incorporate the X-Men into things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in terms of like storylines, I would really like to see um, some sort of a version of Secret Wars on the big screen. What's Secret Wars? Um, I mean, that'd be really cool. It's kind of like Secret Wars is like this 80s, this mega crossover from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of it was the first major crossover at that time where you basically had like all the uh, major hero, well, all the heroes and all the villains from the Marvel Universe. They all get transported um, by this guy. His name is the Beyonder. He's kind of like this godlike figure and he transports all of them to uh, Battleworld where basically they all just like fight. And it was essentially a giant advertising for toys, <laughs> but it was really cool. And if you're a kid, like it's basically your dream. <laughs> um. So do you think do you think that this is the last of Thanos? Do you think that we're going to get whispers of him to come back or do you think that this is this is the final Thanos appearance? Yeah, I think this should probably be it. Mm-hmm. Or at least is, you know, for him as like a major villain. I think he's kind of had his time. Yeah. Well, um anyways, like final thoughts, right? I really enjoyed this movie. It was a big love letter to um, all of the fans, comic book and movie and otherwise. And it's really great because we did grow up with it, right? It was like a Star Wars saga, but we had like 22 movies in 10 years of it. Yeah. Right. Um, Jeff, your thoughts about the movie? Yeah, I, I really liked it a lot. Um, like for me, I mean, like I said, saying earlier, like, you know, with these kind of movies, you can nitpick them if you want. But like for me, you know, I just kind of I really enjoyed it. It kind of had everything that I, you know, I wanted to see. I've been like waiting for like, you know, since I was a kid to see, you know, just seeing this like all these like heroes, you know, together and this like major battle. And it's all these like cool moments with like using the Infinity Gauntlet and like you know, it's Mjolnir and like all these different moments. It was just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, definitely agree. And it was a really great way to also kind of say goodbye to um, some of the characters as well. Um, It was a really great goodbye and great overarching or overarching arc for Tony and for Steve. Yeah. Um, You know, Steve, especially kind of getting his um, his happy ending with Peggy Carter, um, which is something that Marvel fans have always wanted to see. Right. Definitely. Um, Well, that is it. For our first episode. Oh my right? god, that was it? <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> it wasn't three hours. Um, uh, you always, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We, we, I, like, we need to watch this movie at least a couple more times. I feel like I'll have, you know, a lot of other thoughts about it. I feel like it would kind of clear up a lot of things. Which... Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely going to watch this movie again. <laughs> Um, But thank you for listening. So let us know what you guys thought about Avengers Endgame by heading to our social media, facebook.com slash thiscouldgetnerdy or on Twitter and Instagram at getnerdypod. Signing off, this is Sorrel. And I'm Jeff. And we'll see you next time.